0: Welcome to our sixth episode of the Genuine Mississippi Podcast. Now, time sure flies when you're having genuine fun. I'm your host, Mississippi's Commissioner of Agriculture and Commerce, Andy Gibson. Here on Genuine Mississippi, we delve into the very best of everything genuinely grown, raised, crafted, and made right here in the Magnolia State. You know, uh, you might say Mississippi is king of catfish we do it better than anybody else and i love mississippi catfish i love it i try to eat it at least once a week whether i need it or not and uh, love to take my family to the fish house and i know a lot of our listeners do as well so if you're like me you're gonna love today's genuine mississippi podcast August happens to be National Catfish Month and to celebrate that fact we have some very special guests with us today. In the studio we have Katie Simmons Prosser. She's marketing and brand development for Simmons Farm Raised Catfish Yazoo City. Welcome Katie. Thank you. And we have Chris McGlawn, president of Catfish Farmers of Mississippi from Swift Town, Mississippi. Welcome Chris. Thank you. And Finally, uh, we have two special guests with us who are involved in the catfish industry, not only in Mississippi, but really around this uh, country, and that is Roger Barlow, President of the Catfish Institute and Vice President of the Catfish Farmers of America. Welcome, Roger. Thank you, Commissioner. It's a pleasure to be here with you. Thank you. And with him is uh, Jeremy Robbins, Vice President of the Catfish Institute. Thank you, Commissioner. Well, I want to welcome all of you. We're going to have a great episode, and it's great to have each of you here with us in person. Let's kick things off with a a shared conversation about what's happening with genuine Mississippi catfish today. Uh, Mississippi has the best farm-raised catfish producers, producing more than any other state in the nation. So, Katie, tell us about yourself and the Simmons catfish story. From what I understand, you also bring a culinary uh, aspect and perspective to the farm
1: right well um i went to culinary school so i worked in the food industry for a while my family has been farming catfish in yazoo city for almost 40 years so uh, we have a catfish farm and processing plant
0: awesome and uh when you think about a plate of catfish we think about it being fried but actually there's a number of ways to cook catfish that are just as delicious if not more so
1: Right. We love it when chefs are thinking outside the box, and um, we love catfish gumbo, catfish bread. Um, salt. We, at home, we're always sauteing catfish, so yeah. there's a lot of different ways.
0: I have seen a book. I think the Catfish Institute may have a book of recipes on Uh, ways to cook catfish and i believe it's about an inch and a half thick there's a a, a limitless uh, number of ways to cook fish it's good any way that you want to cook it catfish is the best what are some of the cuts of catfish that simmons catfish offers to consumers
1: Um, we have a lot of different cuts we have um, one of our newest one is the delicata catfish and it's the center cut which we remove the um, the skin and fat layer making it just a really nice cut of catfish but we also have strips and whole catfish fillets um, really any kind of catfish that you could want we have
0: yeah great I've been to your uh, your operation there, and in, in Yazoo City, and it is truly a, a family-owned, family-run business, and it's a great story. Another reason we're proud to be genuine Mississippi. So many of our businesses, and particularly uh, particularly business, are family-owned, and uh, your fam. This is a family-owned operation for 40 years, you say?
1: Right. My father started it 40 years ago, and now me and my husband both work there, and my cousin is also the farm manager.
0: Wow, that's a, that's awesome. Um, tell us a little bit about what you do at Simmons, uh, participating in Mississippi on the Mall in Washington D.C. Uh, that's uh, that may be something new to our listeners. But what is that, and how how do you be a part of that at Simmons?
1: Well, we've been sponsoring that for I guess about twenty five years, um, and they just get every all the Mississippians that live in D.C. They all get together every year and have a big catfish fry. So it's written. all the senators and congressmen come, too.
0: That is awesome. That is great. Well, uh, what, what time of the year is that?
1: And they just had it in June.
0: In June. A great time. Any time is a good time to eat catfish. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I know also you're, you're innovative at Simmons Catfish in, in terms of promoting your products. Let's past April, I think you held a chef's camp where you had chefs across the South exposed to Simmons Catfish. Uh, tell us about that.
1: Well, we uh, partnered with Eat Y'all, and um, we started about two years ago, and we just get chefs into the farm to see the process and show them really, you know, chefs are into farm to table, and this is really pond to table, so kind of show them the whole process and how clean and quality it is.
0: So it's like a field day for these chefs to come see where the, the, the beginning of that uh, catfish on the plate, where it begins, where it starts and the process. and then uh, did you get any business out of that?
1: We did. yeah, you create a lot of relationships and customer loyalty, things like that. That's so it was well.
0: Uh, I know, Katie uh, Simmons, has been a member of our program, Genuine Mississippi, from the very beginning. In fact, I think you're one of our featured uh, uh, videos. when We launched this program a-, a year ago, only a year ago. What does it mean to be a, a part of Genuine Mississippi?
1: Um, it was great to be with, uh, one of the inaugural um, companies coming in. Um, it's been a great branding program I feel like to go to the website and have all these Mississippi companies in one place yeah. so if we really enjoyed um, we've built a lot of relationships with other Mississippi companies we didn't know about.
0: That's great we found that through these podcasts we had in here just uh, in recent uh, weeks folks who had not known about each other's business but actually been able to partner together just meeting and collaborating so that's a great uh, thing to come of this as well we didn't expect that but it's it's happening a synergy there as, as part of the genuine Mississippi program well katie i want to thank you and let's let's go now to chris uh he's the president of the catfish farmers of mississippi and chris welcome it's good to have you with us and i know uh, it's not easy to get off the farm and, and come to jackson to a podcast like this but we're glad that you're here and uh tell us uh, how you work with katie and the other catfish farms across the state
2: well you know we just kind of you know other than bouncing ideas off of each other farmers you know we're really not associated with each other you know we all sell mm-hmm. to different processing sure. plants but you know just being directly involved with another farm that are you know really not but other than just yep. bouncing ideas and conversation between each how other how to
0: do things better best right. practices what's happening in the industry that type of thing. right
2: because you know not everything works on the same farm as it does for everyone so right. different
0: things for different people yeah what do you do as the president of the catfish farmers of mississippi
2: You know, I mean, as president, you know, we just represent the state, you know, whichever policies you think best fit or whatever, you know, issues we're facing, uh, you know, promoting our product and seeing what we need to do best for the state as an industry whole.
0: That's great. And as a producer yourself, you obviously have a working farm raising fish. And uh, I, I hope you'll take just a few minutes and tell our listeners, everything that goes into being a catfish farmer you don't just wake up and the fish are ready to go to market there's a lot of work a lot of investment so tell us what it takes to produce that quality catfish that we all love to eat on friday night or whenever we go to the fish house
2: well, it takes a lot of dedication and patience for one thing you yeah because you're married to it through the summertime you know it's you're not able to leave very far from the farm and you know Basically, you know, you start from an egg and get the fish up to what we consider a fry, and then we drop them off into a pond, and, you know, we have to feed them up to fingerlings. Mm-hmm. You know, then you get them around 6 to 7 8 inches, and that's when we normally stock to a food fish pond. Mm-hmm. And once you get them to that size, it normally takes, you know, anywhere from one feeding season to maybe a quarter of the next feeding season to get that fish to market size, which is typically a pound and a half fish.
0: Yeah, wow a pound and a half how long is that a pound and a half fish
2: uh normally around 16 inches probably
0: okay good 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 eating size that's
2: perfect size to me
0: a, a lot of our listeners probably grew up on a farm i know i did where we had the catfish pond and you know we might have fed them from time to time but it's certainly not uh, on the on the scale that you're doing as a commercial catfish farm what's the difference between the catfish of the old days you know Uh, used to uh, live out in the rivers and so forth and the catfish of today uh, the fish that you're feeding that you're raising what 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 is the difference well
2: you know everybody of course the river fish is a bottom dweller and that's what everybody thinks of when a catfish but a farm raised fish you know it's a top feeder we use a floating uh you know corn and soy meal product that we feed the fish with and it's just a lot leaner better fish to to eat in my opinion
0: tastes better
2: a lot better to me yeah
0: yeah what are some of the uh, we may come back and talk more about this in a minute but some of the challenges today for you as a catfish farmer you know the the biggest
2: challenge is being associated with the processing plant that you know pretty much every processing plant has their own farm also Mm -hmm. so of course you know they they're going to take care of their farm first in nine out of ten cases so just being able to have a home to sell your fish is probably the biggest issue i think we face now but you know i've been very fortunate and affiliated with a lot of great processors and you know hadn't really had too big of an issue but that's that's really our biggest issue right now
0: good good and i guess we'll talk about uh, some of the recent laws we passed and that have helped on some of this foreign fish that we've seen coming into america we'll talk about that but do you feel like that that issue is is better than it used to be since we passed the u.s farm raised uh, fish marketing law
2: i think it's the best it's ever been
0: Okay, that's good. That's, how, that's what I want to hear. That's good. Our agency has a part in making sure that folks are letting folks know that they're selling U.S. farm-raised fish. So make sure you know what you're eating uh, when you go uh, to, to look for catfish because the, the, the best stuff and what we want to support is our Mississippi U.S. farm-raised fish. Anything else, Chris? You want to add, as from a farmer's perspective? Just always make sure you purchase U.S. farm-raised catfish. Hey, that's you said it better than I did. Thank you. Well, another entity that people may not know about—we know we've got uh, processors, we've got farms—but you may not know about the Catfish Institute. The Catfish Institute was founded in uh, 1986 to increase consumer awareness about the industry. It's probably the biggest reason catfish is a success today vice president of the catfish institute jeremy robbins is here with us as well as roger barlow and i want to start with you roger Uh, you're the president of this organization and uh, tell us about the institute and the work that you're doing to promote u.s farm-raised catfish
3: uh well thank you commissioner it's a pleasure to be here and talk about catfish and to have these people in the room with you one is a producer and a processor, and the other one is a producer and a saner. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it's, it's very tied to the state of Mississippi. The Catfish Institute began in, about 33 years ago as a way to market U.S. farm-raised catfish, not only within the state of Mississippi, but in the entire U.S. and in the world.
0: Great. So you're actually uh the, the worldwide catfish institute. You're based right here in Mississippi, in Jackson, Mississippi, and promoting this product not only here and regionally but around the world.
3: You know, I think that's a very important distinction. We are a national organization that is headquartered right here in Mississippi. We have an office in Indianola, and we also have an office in Jackson. Mm -hmm. But we work with the major producing states, which are Mississippi, number one, then Alabama and Arkansas and Louisiana and Texas, Georgia, the Carolinas. Wherever there's U.S. farm-raised catfish grown, we try to market it.
0: That's great. That's great. Jeremy, uh, you're vice president, and why don't you talk to us a little bit about the catfish industry in general for our listeners who may not be familiar with this sector of agriculture. Uh, Give us an overview of what the industry looks like today.
4: Uh, Well, as Roger said, Mississippi does continue to lead the nation in aquaculture production, Uh, and as a matter of fact, nationwide, the U.S. farm-raised catfish industry is the largest aquaculture sector in North America, Mm. so we're very proud of that. Uh, the industry, as Roger said, is is scattered uh, basically from Texas through the Carolinas. There's even some production in the Pacific Northwest and California, uh, some very small-scale production. Uh, and as Roger said, you know, we uh, we represent all U.S. farm-raised catfish, not just those that are grown here in the great state of Mississippi. Um, so... Uh, our acreage over the years has really um, struggled. As Chris was saying, there, there are a lot of struggles facing the industry. And from our peak in 2002, we've seen a, a real drop of a little over 50% of our ponds have gone out of production. A lot of that has to do with um, some struggles from imported product. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we've done a lot to combat that, to help our farmers have a, a better brand to market here in the U.S., and we've also seen our farmers uh, in, increase their production efficiency, so that they're working smarter. Uh, they're they're growing a, a better quality product on a shorter timetable. They're uh, decreasing their expenses on the farm, and uh, so we we think that the industry is in a really good, solid place right now. Okay. Roger.
3: Uh, you know, I think that pretty well frames our situation but one thing is certain if consumers know where the product comes from we've had survey after survey they will choose u.s farm-raised catfish over the imported products and it's programs like the genuine mississippi Mm -hmm. that helps us to identify actually who's growing and and connect that consumer locally to the person that's putting the product on the plate so it's a very strong relationship between the farmer and the consumer and and i think that that has to be that's that's where we're working to try to keep that connection going uh and and i really do believe the country of origin labeling that Mm -hmm. you administer through the department of agriculture set this the standard alabama has a law that's exactly like the one that was passed in mississippi Mm -hmm. uh, and so does arkansas we also have a law in uh, louisiana and tennessee But when you go to the grocery store, look for the U.S. farm-raised catfish. When you go to the restaurant, be sure and look for the sign that says they proudly serve U.S. farm-raised catfish or ask for it.
0: Yeah. You know, that's one of the reasons we started this program. Uh, There is, I think, today, really like never before, the consumer demand to want to know where their food comes from, where our food comes from. Who our farmer is, and and really the desire to—it's it's a way to connect to the land in a way that, you know, most folks may not live on a farm, but they want to know where the food comes from, who their farmer is, and that this is supporting our local farmers and our local communities. So, I, I was a member of the legislature when. Uh, the law was passed to to require the the the, uh, the proper labeling of where this fish that's coming from out of the country where it's coming from and also to make sure folks know that they are buying u.s farm raised catfish when they see that sign or that label um i remember learning back then uh, when i was in the legislature what a serious impact this foreign fish had had to the industry in general i Uh, the peak was 02 is that what jeremy said i think and then you say 50 percent uh there's been a 50 percent reduction in the in the acreage of farms since that since
4: that time uh yeah a little, little better than that actually looking at some recent numbers we just got from mississippi state uh the peak in mississippi we had In 2002, 111,500 water acres. That's a lot of catfish ponds. Mm -hmm. Uh, Last year, the acreage was down to 36,100
0: acres. Wow, so more than 50%. And driven in large part by the influx of this foreign fish, and and until that law was passed, people didn't know if they were getting U.S. farm-raised fish or not. Uh, They might not. Is that correct?
4: Absolutely. I had no idea. And even now, thanks to your... your, uh, uh, inspectors that go out and go into the restaurants and check check on them on a routine basis, um, you know, they're still finding restaurants that, are, that just don't know about the law. I don't think they're purposefully circumventing right. the law, yeah. uh, but they're just uninformed. And so they, they get them in line, and the consumer has a better idea of what they're eating and where it comes from. And that's, that's, all, that's all
0: anybody wants to know. It's just to be an informed consumer. So bottom line, look for U.S. farm-raised catfish.
3: I think that's probably the most important statement that can be made when it regards to our industry. Uh, You know, there are many, many people and places that uh, sell the imported product, and they may be deceptive to the consumer. But in Mississippi, you have a law that has teeth in it. Uh, So there is consequences. But we have seen that on our surveys, consumers they, re- they request and they really want to know where their fish is coming from. Yeah. And a lot of that has is driven by social media and, and things that we have seen. And grouping, again, grouping of companies and products is so important to the consumer.
0: Absolutely. Well again, I think everything we're talking about here it just brings it home. Uh, we have a home, homegrown uh, a catfish farmer right here raising farm fresh catfish on the farm we have a farmer and processor in simmons and we have uh the the catfish institute really the headquarters of u.s farm-raised catfish right here in jackson mississippi and also in the delta and we have a lot to be proud of as a state so we should never be ashamed to say we're mississippi grown mississippi raised and uh, i want to encourage all of our listeners to go out and enjoy catfish however you like to eat it i still prefer mine fried (laughs) my leslie my wife leslie likes to uh, blacken her grill fish and we like it all of those ways um how do you think junior mississippi can help our catfish farmers market uh, their businesses anybody want to speak to that
3: well commissioner i will start uh i think that this is a great opportunity Uh, for the consumers uh, and the companies in Mississippi because it's collectively putting the consumer and their desires to purchase together. And I think social media, we have seen Mm -hmm. such a change in our advertising efforts uh, and So much of it now is being replaced from print media Mm -hmm. to social media. Mm -hmm. And this is the perfect – this particular podcast is the perfect format for getting that message out to so many others. So uh, the Genuine Mississippi to me is – I mean, it's like gold for this industry.
0: Well, thank you. It's It's online and on social media, and that's really what it was designed to do. Uh, Katie, thank y'all for being a part of Genuine Mississippi as well. Are you using it in your in, your, uh, in reaching your customers uh, that label?
1: I, I, I think so, and um, actually Genuine Mississippi came to our chef camp and mm-hmm. brought a, a lot of different products, and the chefs all cooked with the products. And so I think it's a great way these type events to get all the people together and get the products out sure. there.
0: Yeah. And uh, Chris, uh, speaking for the catfish farmers all over Mississippi, you think this is a good program to, to put our stamp of uh, authenticity on Mississippi catfish?
2: Oh, it's no doubt it is. You know, I mean, it's, it's always great to know where your product comes from and to be able to put a face or a voice to where the, the fish is coming from yeah. to the consumer. It's always a benefit and a positive.
0: That's good um i'll tell you a quick story as we prepare to wrap up i was uh, attending a conference in seattle washington a few years ago and everybody told me i had to go to this fish house this fish it was a seafood restaurant and uh, i sought it out it was a long way to walk but i walked there and i'd just gotten in town i guess maybe a few hours before so i walk in sit down get the menu and they've got all this fish from all over the world fresh guaranteed fresh and there was a Mississippi farm-raised catfish, Bellsona, Mississippi. (laughs) And I said, that's what I want. (laughs) And I ordered it, and it was so good in Seattle, Washington. Well, uh, I want to thank you for all joining us here. Anything else that you'd like to talk about that we haven't covered here today?
3: Well, Commissioner, I I just would like to, again, thank you and the marketing staff for what you are doing for this industry and for other industries in the state. Uh, It's a pleasure. It's an honor. And uh, we're just glad to be a part of the Genuine Mississippi program. So thank you.
0: Thank you for being a part. Okay. Well, I want to, again, commend uh, each of our members here to you. If you want to find out more about Simmons Farm-Raised Catfish, the Catfish Farmers of Mississippi, or the Catfish Institute, just go to GenuineMS.com, and there you'll find a a lot of other Mississippi-grown, raised, crafted, and made products as well. And if you want to find our podcast, in addition to the many ways it's available on social media, you can always find it at GenuineMS.com forward slash podcast. You can become a member at GenuineMS.com forward slash membership.
1: I'm Katie Simmons-Pricer from Simmons Catfish.
0: I am Chris
3: McGLan from Catfish Farmers of Mississippi. And I am Roger Barlow from the Catfish Institute and Catfish
4: Farmers of America. I'm Jeremy Robbins from the Catfish Institute.
1: And I am Genuine Mississippi.
4: And I am Genuine Mississippi. And I am Genuine Mississippi.
0: And I'm also Genuine Mississippi. Well, be sure to join us for our next Genuine Mississippi podcast when we'll be cooking up some sweet and spicy conversations with a few of our Genuine Mississippi crafted members. We're calling this our Sugar and Spice and Southern Delights episode. We'll have Hugh Balthrop, owner of Sweet Magnolia Gelato Company in Oxford, and Mary Jennifer Russell, owner of Sugaree's Bakery in New Albany. And Joan Anderson from CJ's Southern Seasonings in Collins, so be sure to join us. Thank you so much for joining us today. As always, I'm Andy Gibson, and I am Genuine Mississippi.
1: This podcast is Genuinely Mississippi Grown, raised, crafted, and made by MWB Studios.